Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast. I fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is our WNBA players watching the bubble. So last episode, we picked two NBA players. Today, we're going to pick two WNBA players to watch in the bubble. I'm going to throw it to Jalen with his first WNBA player watching the bubble. So first off, Ryan, before we get too deep into the conversation, first off, I want to start by saying that this podcast loves the WNBA, okay? This is our second episode doing the WNBA. I'm glad that they're back. I feel like they've been very slept on underground playing in the, the women's bubble right now with their season return, and the basketball looks excellent. Now, with that all in mind, I have to start by being a homer real quick. I mean, the Mystics, they're coming off a championship. And with that, I have to pick my girl Ariel Powers as my first player to watch. Now, let me explain why. Let me explain why. First of all, I am a homer. I have to be honest. I live here. I have to pick my team first. Come on. We got a chip now. Okay. But also, Ariel Powers has been on a tear this season the girl is putting up 15 points damn near six rebounds and three assists a game and the mystics best player elena deladon is not playing so far this season has not played a lick of this season yet yet the mystics are in second place in the eastern conference that's you know you know we do this we're here we do this Ariel Powers got called out by an NBA player, Andre Iguodala, this past week. Went from Andre Iguodala saying that she was a dope, nice player to saying that he reneged his, I guess, comment or his praise of her after she responded by saying that he didn't even take the time to look up my girl's name. Well, let me say her name again. Ariel Powers is a beast put some respect on her name. This is a player that I feel like in the absence of Deladon is taking advantage of that by being a primary scoring option on the team. And it is done big dividends for a team that despite missing a big player and a big piece of why they made the championship run they made last year against the Connecticut Sun in the finals, Ariel Powers has taken all of that on her back and then some, and been able to keep them in the mix. Granted, it's only been five games that they've played, but when you're missing your best player, if, you know, if you're missing your best player, you're expecting to have some struggles, some stumbles. And so far, they've held the whole thing down. How do you feel about the Mystics, Ryan? How, how do you feel based on what you're looking at so far? You can't forget, though, no Tina Charles either. Ah, oh, big point, big point. It's, it's always a good transition to my last pick. But I have to I have to answer your Mystics question real quick. Without Deladon, without Charles, I'm wondering who's going to step up. Honestly, I think Ariel Powers is the perfect answer to who's going to step up. She's been phenomenal in the first couple games. I mean, the Mystics are doing very well so far. So I have to give all credit to the defending champs. It's more about how they can defend their title, especially without Deladon 
especially mm-hmm. without Charles. That's going to be the biggest question going forward. Ariel Powers, though, is a star. Thanks. For my first pick, though, and it's very interesting that we bring up, you know, great teams because there's another great team, the Phoenix Mercury. Mm. Diana Taurasi, Brittany Griner, they're phenomenal, but they're actually not my players to watch. Skylar Diggins-Smith. Oh, Ryan, you know I got some stuff to say about Skylar Diggins. Come on. All right. I think the Phoenix Mercury making a great move to pick up Skylar Diggins-Smith. She has all the fundamentals to make her a great basketball player, great shooter as well, and she forms a formidable trio with the aforementioned Brittany Griner and Diana Taurasi. She is another great player added to a already great team. Phoenix is 4-2 right now. They can make a run to the championship with Skylar Diggins-Smith. She's been consistent in all of her games so far. Uh, she's been shooting the ball effectively as well. The team itself did not get off to a great start losing their first two games. But they've gotten better since they've won their last four games. Let me read you some of her stats. I think it's interesting. In the two losses to begin the season that I mentioned earlier, she put up 14 points on five of eight shooting, three of five from beyond the arc. Against the Indiana Fever, the other loss, 12 points, three of four shooting, two of three from beyond the arc. And then against the Aces, 22 points on nine of 11 shooting, four or five from beyond the arc. Against the Liberty, 10 points, two of 10 shooting. She didn't make a three-pointer, but she made all six from the line. And then against the Atlanta Dream, 12 points, five of 10 shooting. And then against the Chicago Sky, 17 points, 5 of 11 shooting, 2 of 5 from beyond the arc. This girl can score, I'm telling you. Like, she is definitely the third piece to this puzzle. Do you agree with me in saying that Skylar Diggins-Smith is the player they need to make a run to the WMA championship? Ryan, you could not have taken the words out of my mouth any better than that. Skylar Diggins not only is the X Factor, she could be – she could be the six-man Lou Will that doesn't come off the bench that that team needs to kill. This is a four-time All-Star. The last time we saw her it was 2018 with the Dallas Wings. She's coming off a pregnancy, dude, and she's giving them buckets. She's averaging 14 points right now coming off the pregnancy. You know, you, you know she had her Beyonce fitness training set up where coming off the pregnancy, she was going to go to work, and she's came back. They we're essentially talking about a year-long hiatus. We know how, you know, as boys, we don't know literally, but we know that pregnancy is a difficult transition for the body, and she's came back swinging. Mind you, the other thing, as I had noted beforehand, she was on the Dallas Wings the last time we saw her, Ryan. She's on a whole new squad. She's got a whole new role. I mean, is Griner not, is Griner not the leading scorer for the team? Is she not the primary scoring option for the team? That's a down-low bucket. Skylar Diggins-Smith is somebody that we're talking about that is a guard, a, a scorer, as you said before, someone who puts the ball in the hoop, you know, at will. Coming out of Notre Dame, she was, a, she, was walking, she was a walking bucket, and her time in the league so far has been a roller coaster ride of, like, you know, just her putting up points in a flurry. I think, like you said beforehand, that I feel like that's going to be a big determination in – how far that the team gets. And I feel like the biggest thing with the Mercury is that they have a lot of options, as you said before. It's funny to look at Skylar Diggins-Smith and say she's the third 
potentially the third best player on the roster, which makes that team extremely scary. Definitely. I think Skylar Diggins-Smith is finally on a team where I feel like she's got a chance to really make an impact and really help a team make a run to the WNBA championship. I mean, keep in mind, like we said earlier, the Phoenix Mercury still have Brittany Griner and Diana Taurasi. I think this team, their record at, at four and two should be six and zero, honestly, because right. with that, with that roster, you have to think about the fact that this team needs to get back to that spot where they were at, where they were at the top of the mountain. They were looking down at all the competition. Right now, the Seattle Storm is there. I mean, Seattle's mm. Seattle's five and one right now. Brianna Stewart's playing phenomenally. Super sticking around, trying to hopefully get one more ring before she calls it a career, but. Honestly, Phoenix may be on the cusp of taking that taking that championship. Who's your second player? Well, Ryan, you couldn't have alley-ooped it to me any easier because, bro, we said the Seattle Storm were going to be a problem. We said it in the last WNBA episode, man. The Seattle Storm are going to be a problem. And you know I got to lean with the, with the Kobe prodigy. Brianna Stewart is a bucket. Four years in the league. Let me, let me, let me read off the four point totals since she got into the league in 2016. 18.3 points per game in 2016. 19.9 points in 2017. 21.8 points a game in 2018. And then 20.2 points this season. If the girl can't score, what the hell else is she gonna do, man? I mean, she, she's literally walking out here dragging 20 points per game. She gets eight rebounds per game. She gets three assists per game. She's 6'4". Wingspan allows her to cover the, the one through three in the WNBA. A little bit of the four and the five, too, as well, I would actually say, considering she plays the forward position. I would say one through four more than the center spot, personally. But she's got the build for it. The girl can shoot from range. I mean, this season alone, she's shooting 43%. From three. Now, Ryan, we said this in the last WNBA episode. Correct me if I'm wrong. If a girl can shoot 40 plus percent from three, I think she can steal a couple jobs in the NBA. Which means, if, if you ask me, it, it looks like Brianna Stewart's looking for somebody's job. I don't know if it's any of these playoff teams in the in the bubble or not. But when you can shoot the lights out like that, you can play aggressive defense like she does. You can rebound the ball the way she does. I mean, she, she's averaging two blocks per game on top of her eight rebounds. When you can shoot, I mean, she, she's walking around like the WNBA's version of KD. I mean, what are you, just like we would say with Kevin Durant, what are you going to do with her, bro? Absolutely nothing. Am, am I too bullish on Brianna Stewart? Or is she really just the monster I think she is? Not at all. I think you've nailed it right on the head. She is absolutely an MVP. She plays like an MVP. MVP? She plays like an MVP. Okay. Wasn't she? Wasn't she a former MVP? She's a two-time All Star. I think she. I think she did also win uh, MVP uh, this past year. Either way, I feel like she's she's an MVP. In my in my opinion, look, Kevin Durant is probably the best comparison. If there was a WNBA equivalent to Kevin Durant, I'd say it's Breonna Stewart, and it's not even close. I think she is definitely one of the best players to ever grace the WNBA. I think that she is 
just a phenomenal player all around. I just think that she's 2018. Got, my apologies. 2018. 2018. Okay. But yeah, I just think she's she is now the head of a Seattle Storm team that she's now going to carry the torch. Subert has passed the torch on to Brianna Stewart. She said, "You can take it, and you lead this team to the promised land." And she's going to lead this team to the promised land. They have a great chance of winning the championship. We could we could book it now. I love the Mystics, and you know I'm a ride with them until the wheels fall off. But Brianna Stewart and the Storm look scary, dude. I mean, they look terrifying for real. And Sue Bird, like you said, she's gonna shoot till till her shoes fall off. <laughs> I mean, she she's a bucket. They're, yeah, Seattle scares me. I, I like their chances this year for sure. I mean, you talk about a team with a lot of UConn products too. I mean, Sue Bird, UConn product, Brianna Stewart, UConn product. Those two UConn players, you those two UConn prodigies alone right. are really the reason why Seattle is in a great position to not only win championships now, but win championships in the future. So the transition that I was talking about earlier was my second pick. Very similar to how the Mystics look. You're without your top two stars, so you have to rely on somebody else. This is the case with the Las Vegas Aces. No Liz Cambridge, no Kelsey Plum. Who you call, who do you rely on? You rely on former number one overall pick, Aja Wilson. Ooh, okay, okay. I like that pick. I like that pick. Obviously, I said no Kelsey Plum, no Liz Cambridge. Somebody has to step up. Hugh Aja Wilson. In the games that she's played in, nearly averaging a double-double, just under 20 points a game, just over nine rebounds a game, on both sides of the floor, especially on the offensive side in the low post. The offense pretty much revolves around her with no Liz Cambridge, no Kelsey Plum. I think she's amazing to watch when she's driving to the basket. I mean, she had two double-doubles in her first two games. She went 22-11 and 11 against Chicago and 21-11 and 11 against Atlanta. This team is going to be formidable for the rest of the league in the future. Obviously, not now just because – no Kelsey Plum, no Liz Cambridge. But um, I think in the future, especially now with Kelsey Plum developed and Aja Wilson is going to be a star, you pair them up with Liz Cambridge, that's an easy win for the Las Vegas Aces. Eventually, they're going to take, they're going to take the throne. I mean, I mean, she definitely scares me. And, I mean, with five games in, I mean, they're obviously not too far back of even the third seed. They're fourth in the West right now. And, I mean – it's it's pretty close, you know what I mean? I mean, it's as close as the, the race for the eighth seed in the NBA. It's so close. But we've also just started, you know what I mean? I think the big thing about it, um, the, the biggest thing that I felt like you had mentioned was the offense revolving around her. And I think it kind of shows in her statistics a little bit. She's been an all-star since coming in the league in 2018, averaging north of 16 points in both years her her first year in 20.7 points per game this year dang near 20 points per game as you said before you can kind of tell that the offense runs through her with these injuries being taken into account I feel like through some of her defensive stats she went from averaging near two blocks a game to not even a block a game but has raised her activity in the steals department being a lot more active getting about a steal and a half per game This is somebody who jumped up from last season having six and a half total rebounds to dang near nine and a half rebounds per game. This is someone who is truly kind of 
taken the role that has fell into her lap and has embraced it. I feel like, you know, we've been doing player comps since we started with the Rihanna Stewart take. And, you know, it's not the exact level because we're talking about a trade versus, you know, just growing into a player taking advantage of injury situations. But it feels James Harden from Oklahoma City to Houston S to me. The guy dropped numbers in his first game with Houston and turned them into a perennial playoff team. When we sit here and talk about Wilson, I feel like she stepped into the role that she's been given as a primary focal option in the offense. And rather than just being a scorer, it's truly showing that she's a number one. You know, whether it be the WNBA or the NBA, we we understand the idea of a streaky shooter or a significantly stat padding scorer, the the J.R. Smiths of the world, the Lou Williams of the world, the Jamal Crawfords that could give you one 40-point game in the season, but then consistently drop anywhere between 10 to 15 points the rest of the year. Somebody who will not always have those explosions, but has shown signs of them. I feel like Asia Wilson could drop, could drop 25 on a nightly basis when given the keys. And I feel like we're kind of seeing that now in terms of her being able to really take a, a large step in the offense. But I guess to, 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 to kind of piggyback off what you said beforehand, I'm forcing you to do a little bit of projection here. We're taking a little bit of other teams' trajectories in, into mind. But with players like her on the uptick, what is the trajectory for their championship hopes, though? What do you genuinely feel like they are? If you're talking about this year, it's either going to Seattle or Phoenix. In the years to come, they're definitely a contender. I, I think that, you know, they can compete with Seattle in the future. They can compete with Phoenix. They can compete with the Mystics once Deladon and Charles are back. There's a lot of competitive teams right now. And I feel like the Las Vegas Aces are there, especially with a veteran coach like Bill Lambeer. I think that they're, they're almost there. I think next season they have a chance to really take over and really make a splash in the WNBA playoff picture as well as being a contender to win the finals outside of Seattle and Phoenix. Like I said, as far as this year goes, I don't think it's going to happen because I feel like Kelsey Plum and Liz Cambridge need to be there in the future, though. This, This team will definitely win a championship. I mean, Las Vegas definitely scares me. I think their big thing with them is I think this year, like you said before, would be considered maybe uh, the year too early or the year too soon in terms of, you know, there's a lot of pieces that still need to be put together, as well as I do feel like they probably are a piece away. I think they need one more forward that's a little bit more defense oriented for their team, just my personal opinion. But I think that the big thing with them is they're going to be the team this year that I feel like is the sneaky squad, the team that catches us off guard in the way that they produce. And funny enough, I mean, we've had a lot of teams like that in the NBA in terms of, you know, just outproducing what their projection was. The Memphis Grizzlies, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Raptors. I mean, we've seen a lot of these teams kind of outplay what their expectations are. And I think that a lot of people are going to downplay Las Vegas this year because of the star names or the primary names that we're not hearing on a night-to-night basis. But I think Wilson's going to keep them afloat, and it's going to it's going to make a lot of people kind of turn their heads and keep their eyes on Vegas. Because, like I said, I mean, I think they're going to sneak up on a lot of people and will not be able to be taken lightly on a night to night basis. 
So, of course, we pose our question of the day to our fans. Who is your WNBA player to watch? This has been a great episode today, and we'll see you guys next episode. Peace.